Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Old School Second Hour here on a beautiful Wednesday in Lincoln. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Old School. Sponsored by Sandhills Global. Sandhills Global looking to fill hundreds of new openings in sales, traveling, sports, software development, web design, and more. Career and internship opportunities are available at the Global Headquarters in Lincoln. Apply today at sandhills.jobs. Join us on our wonderful journey through the sports world. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream. And interact with us on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. Uh, I'm going to answer a texture says, why is it so difficult for whomever, whomever uploads the podcast to get it right? Why is it the happy hour and not Sip and Jake? I don't know which, what you're talking about or which, what it means. I, I, I don't. Um, I would also say this. This is. Oh, it's good now. Mark has fixed it, adjusted, whatever need to be adjusted. But that's you also have. So you have the app. You have the website. You have YouTube, you have Twitter. You can go back and actually just type in whatever show you want to see, listen to, right? That day, and it's available to you. Like you, you, there's six different ways for you to 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 get back to listening to or watching a show. So they'll do better. Um, trying we'll to pay attention out. to it. Yep, They're trying to get get to it. Um, Jay. Do we know who the best 22 players are on this Husker football team? Uh, I mean, I think they probably got a good idea, I'm assuming. I mean, the players, I think. Well, I'm asking. I, I, don't, I don't want their take. In your mind, let's say you're Coach Foreman. Right. right. I'd have, I mean, I probably have a good idea. I mean, I'm assuming. Right. But you just don't need 22. You need, let's just say 60. Okay. Right, you'd like to have obviously you got that's what fifteen on each side. You probably even need more than that, just because you got guys that are specialty guys, guys that are maybe not starters but going to play. Um, and so if you think if you think, I mean if you're trying to just roll out with twenty two guys and play twelve games in the Big Ten, Big Ten or any schedule, you're you're asking for hurting. So um, again, we just talked about Northwestern. That's probably what hurt them the lack of depth. But I think Nebraska. Does Nebraska have depth? And I asked that. I, I think they do. I, I asked that because, you, 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 as you just said, you pointed out that it's the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. That's the. I mean, I mean it's hard for these young kids to un, to not be short sighted in the sense of they're recruiting or they just signed the guy at my position. But at the end of the day, um, you're going to need more than the guys that they're rolling out there and having their names up on the a jumbotron. You're going to get your opportunities, but in order to get your opportunities, you got to make your opportunities, and that's putting in the work and, and making plays when you're out there in practice scrimmages, and and then obviously before that, do extra in the weight room, uh, film room, 
Um, find ways to be the best teammate you can be, uh, be the best person you can be. And then when you get opportunity, make the most of it. So um, I don't think it's about the top 22. Of course, you know, starting is a big deal because obviously that's the perception and ideally that of the reality that you're better than said person or persons behind you. Um, but, you know, you're going to need depth. Um, and, you know, even when we were rolling up front with the offensive line, we had, you know, of course we had our five starters, but we had probably three guys, maybe even four, that could play um, maybe not at the same level or maybe just as good, but then could play multiple positions. So you need all that. You need to just uh, have guys step up. And, it, it, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how hard um, you have to continue to work and not lose sight of, fall camp focused on the first game so forth and so on because it comes up on you quick 86 days or whatever it is seems like a long way away but before you know it you're going to be down to 20 something so when you're at 20 something you know it's it's pretty much just a formality at that point in time um yeah you got to continue to work hard but you're not going to make a i'm assuming a big leap physically in the last like two weeks before you find you know get ready to go to fall camp so the work needs to be done in in all facets. You got to do more. This isn't time to work hard and relax. You know, you got football should be always be on your mind for the majority of the day, um, and and you got to prepare as such. And um, you know, I think Nebraska probably feels comfortable where they're at. I mean, nobody. There's not a coach across the nation that is, is not thinking that there. You know, is there a way to improve your roster? You know, could we be a little bit better here? So I don't think it's no different. Um, I think the only difference is that we're coming off a, a disappointing season and the pressure's there. But I think, you know, Nebraska football department staff has done everything they needed they could do to address needed areas, um, especially after, you know, four coaches or coaching transition. Um, and so now it's up to now the second part, put in the work, have a great summer, not a good summer. And then that's going to set you up for uh, not good but great, you know, fall camp. And then that needs to bleed over into the season. If we look at June 1st, today's June right. 1st, and the fan base has its own opinions and feelings about what this team is going to be. And if you asked, if you gathered 100 Husker fans, you'd get 33% that said, uh, they're expecting great things. 33% said they're not expecting great things. And 33% like, I'm just not sure what, what sure. you're going to get. Where do you fall? Uh, I'm expecting them to be do great things. Uh, and what is great, I mean, I definitely expect them to win more than six games. Um, And then, so how many? I'm a little afraid that, 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 that six wins is in the great. No. Okay. Right. Not for me. Okay. I mean, it might be for somebody else. Okay. Um, now you could kind of dress it up and think it. Now, look, you, if you win six games and you have a plethora of injuries and all this other and everything that could go wrong, yeah, that's you know that could be you know conceptually a, a good season. But I think if going along, I'd ex my expectation is to win more than six games. I think they're good enough. I think the staff is good enough. Uh, I think definitely got enough talent, and I think they have the leadership then, to go then do let's, it. Let's let's okay. So from one to five, you can grade it. Five being the best. One being the that you don't necessarily agree with it. If I asked you, okay, this team wins three games, how sure are you uh, that they're only going to they're they're only going to win three games? Th that they win three games, and that's it. That's it. 
Oh, they're going to win more than three. Four. They're going to win four games? Four games. Yeah, they're going to win more than four games. Five games. Oh, yeah. You you don't need to start asking me until after six. They're, they're, okay, we'll get to six. How sure are you that this team wins six games? As sure as I can be. Seven? I'm pretty 80%. Eight? 70-something percent. Nine. Oh, probably 50-50. I'd have to really, like, dive so in. That's so really, that's really where – I was going to say, when does it drop under 50? <laughs> How many wins does it take before yeah, you're, you're like, you're like mm. Well, I mean, just – I mean, it's hard to go from – it can be done, obviously. Go from 3-9 and nine to 11-1. and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – I don't know. That's crazy. A, that's crazy. So, I'm just, that's just playing the pure number. Three number. Rico? Number yes. Three. 100%. Four. 100%. Five. 100%. Six. 95%. Seven. 83%. (laughs) Eight. 76. Nine. 62. And after that, I have no idea. After that, I have no idea. I just, I just think that I think we're good enough talent wise to win. Um, I like the new hires that they hired on the staff. Um, I like the continuity that they have on the defensive side of the ball, um, which I think is going to kind of lessen the learning curve of the new guys and the young guys stepping into positions. And then you know I like the like I said then true intrinsic leadership guys that want to win they you know I think these guys understand winning and doing this thing the right way will bleed into everything that you wish do, for individually do you think they understand it do you think I think they understand do, one, it. Uh, and that's uh, that's that's two parted do you think the coaches know and understand well the de- the co- coaches definitely know okay. the coaches are just coaching i mean the, it's the coaches can't control people's minds but the coaches do know winning is the kind of magic potion. The players, I think, really understand it now. And I think the shock treatment game when you're coming off a bye week and four faces that they saw in the last game aren't there. That's a harsh reality for young kids to understand. They 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 could hear you when you're saying it or they could read it on their phones or kind of, you know, somebody telling them or maybe it's their family coming in town and all this other stuff. But when the reality hits you, it's a shock treatment of – the reality of we're here, we're at. Yeah, you could be mad that your coach is gone and all that, but if you're in that position group, you're part of the reason why. You didn't execute and you didn't live up to expectations. Now, is it all your fault? No, there's plenty of blame to go around. Then, conversely, when you hire four offensive coaches, I think with the, the vast difference in um, experience, obviously a lot of all of them have came in with a tremendous amount of like acumen and, and obviously credentials. Then you got everybody's attention. So I think they do know, and I think those coaches are telling them. I mean, I think those coaches who, are able to do stuff and, and do it Who, who in does a way. this fall on? So for this team to get to nine wins, who does it fall on? Does it fall on coaches or does it fall on players? I mean, it's, I mean this is a relationship. It's 50-50. The coaches got to do everything they do. They got to get, get, get themselves prepared, the players prepared. The players got to embrace it. Who's responsible? This still fifty fifty. I mean, th- this isn't video games here. Th- you're not. Th- these are you're, you. 
you're, well, that's you're, what you I'm only asking, can do so much as a coach, and then the players got to go out there and execute in front of 90,000 people. I, I, I always – whatever you say that I always still want to go, then why are you paying coaches as much as you're paying them if they don't have – they only have 50% vested interest in the Because in the, coaching, in the is, coaching is about relationships. And if you aren't succeeding, does that mean that the relationships are failed? Not necessarily because sometimes – I mean, I mean, it's they're getting paid because they're good coaches. I mean, that's you're getting paid. It's just like a player that's coming in with an NIL deal. You're that's earned in high school. So whatever you come here as a coach, you're getting paid compensated well, whatever the, the, that's, the market value is. And that's how you have to but compartmentalize. Coaches have to. Coaches got to do their job. Get the players prepared. The players have to embrace it and understand when you step on the field. You know, the most important thing is we, not I, and then go from there. And, and there's a lot of moving factors. I mean, we're just really talking about it way above surface. The relationship, I mean, is is like the best leaders are the leaders that have people that want to be led. There's not a there's not a great leader that said, oh, well, you know what? He had 100 guys that didn't want to be led, but he's a great leader. You have, To be a great leader, part a big part of it, you have to have guys that want to be led, well, and you have to lead have people. To be, do, do. People have to want to, like you have to get them to want to follow you. I was just about to say that. Then you got to be able to move it, move it, and and move people, and get people to move along with you. Um, but you know, look, I mean, the best teams out there are the ones that are player led. I mean, if you if you're if you're scheming up something, and you're like I said, you had ten guys run the play correctly, one person doesn't. Is that a reflection on the coach or the player? I'm not really sitting here to point fingers. I just know that. Looking at the schedule, looking at the season, um, I wouldn't be showing. I mean, I would be lying to you if I didn't think they're going to win. You know, I, way more than six games. I, I'll say this: that for most teams, and not even let's remove Nebraska from this conversation and just say sports in general, whatever level, whatever team, that ultimately the teams who have great amounts of success have accountability, somebody that's responsible, ultimately responsible for the result. Like somebody <laughs> is responsible for whatever result you're trying to to accomplish. That th- that's like absolutely the definition of it. Right, but that doesn't have anything to do anything to do with the team. I mean, yeah, if you go out there and win three games, and people are going to get fired. I mean, that's that's the ultimate responsibility. But also, I mean, and as you, and I'm not disagreeing that the players have accountability because players have responsibilities. It's a part of playing. Great players hold themselves accountable for the duties and responsibilities that are put upon them. Sure. Yeah, of course. And I think that's in the messaging. I think that gets lost in the messaging is listen, Husker right tackle. <laughs> All right. We're putting certain responsibilities directly on your head. We're going to train you for it. Right. So you can't say that you didn't know what was required and you didn't know how to do it. Right. Then it becomes a matter of, with that information, are you going to deliver or not? And if you're not, either I'm not teaching it or you're not learning it. But either way, somebody, great teams, will be accountable for it. And again, we're talking about at the highest levels where you can pull uh, 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 <laughs> Alabama can pull its number one undefeated quarterback for a freshman because they're not getting the thing done that ultimately needs to get done. Right. And it was the right thing to do. I just – curiosity about Nebraska this season is, who's the accountability captain? 
Who's going to make sure that the linemen are working at the greatest level they can because none of the success that anybody talks about can happen without them? Like, we know that. Right. We know it. We absolutely know it. We know that if we don't have a dominant runner here in Lincoln, that nine wins ain't happening. If we don't have productive receivers, receivers who can threaten Big Ten defensive backs to remove themselves from from box, they're not going to have success. And ultimately you can say either the coach and the player are are accountable for it, but I'm just not sure that's the case. I'm just not sure that somebody's in place to hold them accountable and get it done. Right. Yeah. I mean, time will tell, man. I mean, it's yeah. You could have a great player that doesn't. That's not very. That's not a very good leader, though. Also, so it's kind of that that part. People that, always want to like say, "Oh, well, you're since he's a great player, he's a great leader." Some guys are just there are better being individual I, versus I, I, a, here's, part of a team. Here's my question for you: As we go to break, and when we come back, give the answer. Give the answer, and and you can be honest if you can, because I know it's a tough question. Is there a Jay Foreman on this roster? Don't answer it now. We'll get the answer when we come back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.